Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. It is so good to come to you again today and every day that we come to you. I'm so blessed to have you as an audience and this fabulous girl that's sitting next to me that's been here twice before for the third time I got her back on here. And let me tell you, every time I repurpose her podcast, you guys love it. I mean, you eat it up because we are talking absolute fitness, wellness, food, and how much we love our bodies and we truly put our lifestyle all in our businesses. And so everyone, welcome to the show, Lane Bechtel. Welcome Hi. back. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's so good to see you. You too. That's oh, wonderful. Just beautiful as ever. Oh, and you're sleep. glowing, of course. And um, <laughs> how's your hubby? How's Chase? You're doing great. It's it's doing really see? good. Yes. Life is good. Life is good. I know. Life you know good. what? We I think we get through this C word of COVID get through it and then somebody's sick but we go okay whatever yeah. you know we're just staying we're just, home. <laughs> we've moved we've moved on yes and, thank uh, god thank you for being here yeah of course thank you for having me always love chatting with you yes new studio we got a yes new love it love and it you've been through you've been through a couple with me so yes. well you were on episode number 47 in season one we did welcome to wellness mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about wellness today in episode 113 can't believe I didn't get you on between there. And season three, gosh, that was in April 2022. So mm-hmm. um, we did those two. And you have the Lux Wellness is I your do. business. So tell us, Lane, you can certainly go back to these episodes, but tell us about your business. So I started in, um, oh gosh, it was 2020 at some point, like late mm-hmm. 2020 is when I was finally certified and passed all the, you know, certificates sure. everything. And, um, but I do online virtual nutrition counseling, uh, meal planning, recipe prep, um, food prep, just kind of guidance education, um, on the nutrition and food portion. And then I also do virtual training now too. Um, I previously kept it to just in person, but just trying to switch it up. I have a fun little idea percolating in my mind that I want to see come to fruition. So good. Yeah, giving it some some practice with this, but I've been busy with it. You know, everything's full and right. It's been really cool getting to connect with, you know, women all across the country and seeing me this morning. So do you think um so pre-COVID, post-COVID, this may be a silly, silly question, but do people want to be with you in the same room training with you? Do you still offer that? I or do. Do they prefer to do their own thing? I do still offer it. I think a lot of it is just due to, you know, my marketing is on Instagram. It's through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some wonderful clients here in Fort Worth, but also too, I've connected with some incredible women in Boston and Jersey and Chicago, LA, sure, everywhere. So I think, you know, when I first introduced the idea of a virtual platform, um, people were super receptive and, you know, left their contact info. So it filled up within like, I don't know, eight hours. <laughs> Right. So right, it's been right. really cool. But as far as in the same room, um, no, I'm, I don't know if that's just a a geographical thing sure. or um, anything like that. But right, people, you know, because you do work, write workouts for people, mm-hmm. for, right? That you can do that, and people have their own gym, or they can go to the gym of their choice, mm-hmm. right? That's, I mean, that's the beauty yeah. of the entire thing. Of course, nine times out of ten, it's whenever a client does, I guess, quote, contract with me or just decide to train with me, they mm-hmm. will kind of have a specific goal or 
an injury or, you know, post baby or something like that, that they're working to move forward. And so it takes a very specific style of training, um, a lot of mind muscle connection, a lot of, you know, building of neuro pathways and, mm-hmm. you know, nerdy sciencey stuff. Right. Like, Retraining the brain, not yeah. just, uh, not just the body, but the yes, brain as well, exactly. of course. Well, you know, um, when I, we, we, I was taking Pilates from Stephanie Perry at D method here in Fort Worth and I've trained Pilates, golly, 15 years now, but reformer. And we were in her studio and I was going to her classes, you know, three days a week, COVID. She sold her reformers. I purchased a reformer and a chair, moved it in my home. Amazing. And I, she trains me from California. They moved to California. Very cool. Uh-huh. She trains me 4 a.m. her time, 6 a.m. my time. Because oh, wow. I, I am an early, early morning. Mm. But she still trains me and uh, virtually, and I can do it by myself. I mean, I really could. I still have my certifications yeah. in, in fitness. But she still trains me, and I love seeing her a bit. The thought for me of going in a studio, I just don't want to do that anymore because I'm so used to doing it in my home. Yes. And it's there's no excuse to not do it because all I have to do is go upstairs. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, talk yourself out of that one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. No point. Absolutely. And But I still do see my trainer mm-hmm. in person three days a week. Yeah. I, I just love going to Soul Boutique um, Fitness Center and I love go here. He doesn't like training me at 6 a.m., but he does. So, <laughs> so he might secretly. Yes, exactly. So I still do that. But, you know, there's that half and half because there's such great studios here in mm-hmm. Fort Worth. and there Dallas. really are. They're such great. I'm just like, oh, I just want to, I just, and I know how to do it. So anyway, enough. But the bottom line for you and I is just to move, right? Yeah. If you could give anyone advice, I have so many people that talk to me and they do message me back when I'm at, when I do my workouts in the morning and I show different exercises and they're like, why do you do this so <laughs> early? You don't have to. I said, I, it gives me endorphins. I love mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't be such a bitch if I, yeah, no, seriously. I, I would be bitchy if I didn't, but it helps so much. And plus I'm so vain. It's just, there's that. Yeah. Both of us here and there's, there's two yes. guilty, but you know, just seriously, I mean, the wellness aspect though, you know, I was mm-hmm. talking all day. This is a fourth podcast today. I've talked all day about, we have one body, one body we're given and that's it. So what do you do with that body? Well, you got to make it last and you have to treat it well. You know, I think most of us for our 20s, they're just kind of a wash. Um, <laughs> unless you have, you know, your life it's, together way better than I did. It's a gimme yeah. like my first marriage. But, yeah. <laughs> or you need to call it like that. Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, especially turning 30 or having a baby, which now it's happening later. And I think that that's good in a lot of ways because you're more emotionally mature. And I'm just, I'm speaking from my own perspective. This isn't, you know, across the board, but, um, you know, moving your body, it's not just about fat loss or weight loss or dieting or losing weight. It's about, you know, do you have the mobility in your hips to get up from a chair that's not going to hurt you into your forties, fifties, sixties, seventies? Do you have, the pliability of the muscles, um, your joints ache, are you overdoing it with the high intensity and the running? Um, so there's a lot of those corrections that I address with my clients. And then I'll also do, usually do like a Q and a on my Instagram about once a week. Um, and typically I get a really good response. Um, a lot of questions and, you know, I would say a lot of them 
probably not all, actually all of them, at least one point this comes up. And so, you know, how do you make it something to where you crave it in the morning and how you just, it's just part of your day. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with recognizing what it gives you beyond just the aesthetics. So the mental thing, it definitely makes me less bitchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely mm-hmm. makes my energy levels way more consistent throughout the day. Um, and then also too, it's a form of like moving meditation for me. So I can kind of pinpoint, am I feeling angry? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling sad? Like, And then I'll direct that through movement sometimes. Sometimes I just relax and watch a movie, but um, you know, if I'm angry, I'll go hit tennis balls for two hours and just like, you know, rage hit them. Um, if I'm anxious, I'll walk on the treadmill and just kind of lose myself in the playlist. Um, if I'm sad, I'll just go easy on myself again, walk, try and get some sunshine, but it's so mental that I just feel so much better doing it versus not doing it. Right. So, oh my it's, goodness. It's and the endorphins, I'm telling you, I can wake up not wanting to get out of bed and then get there and just going, gosh, I'm a different person. Yes. I promise y'all, I promise you. And and I agree, you know, people that I don't like exercise. I hate it. I don't like it. You got to find something. Something. Even just walking. Walking mm-hmm. is so underrated. Mm-hmm. So underrated. You that you have talked about that mm-hmm. for a long time. Tell us about walking. How much? Like how much walking? So in general, for that fat loss threshold, your average person, you'll want to try and hit like 12,000, 15,000 steps a day. Um, the 10,000 step a day rule is really good for maintenance. So that just means you're moving. You're not just laying on the couch existing, doing mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but I love a good incline walk. Um, you know, just playing with the treadmill. I'm used to be a hardcore runner. Yes. My body wasn't built for it. I didn't do it when I was a teenager. So it was way harder to get into it as an adult, which I think has a lot to do with just how you, when you introduce it to your body too. But, um, you know, my knees too, even if I'll do some sprints, it's still like, Oh God, I'm going to feel that for about four days. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, it's tough on your body. And I never was. I d- highly dislike running. I just never, what do they talk, call it? Hit a wall? Yeah. What the hell's the wall? Um, <laughs> it's very real. <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? Uh, it's basically when, you know, your your body physically takes you so far and then mentally it takes you so far. So like when I ran the New York City Marathon in 2017, the physical part like that adrenaline and everything, you know, that kind of started to fizzle out around like, you know, 14, 15. And again, this is an extreme example, but the mental part kicked back in crossing over the Queensboro bridge and back into Manhattan and then making that right turn onto first Ave and all of those people just screaming and cheering. And so you get that adrenaline back mentally. And then when both of those are depleted, (laughs) which is what happened, you know, when you go further North, you know, going through Harlem and the Bronx and then back down to the park, you know, there's not as many people there, you're not as motivated. And it's just kind of like, oh, okay, just keep going. You're like, you're so close. Just that's the wall. It's like, you have to really literally just think, okay, left foot forward, right foot forward. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. That's the wall. Like I've gone this far, just finish it. I never knew what the wall was. That is a very literal wall. (laughs) Yes. I never did. And I thank goodness I did because I have such knee and joint issues. And now, you know, I've talked to you about this. I was doing fitness competitions for years. Mm -hmm. And I think the abuse to my body, I'm, I'm saying back when I did it, it's not that long ago either, but 
just the working out so many times a day and the impact on my knees. I'm just, I'm suffering from it now. Mm -hmm. It's tough. We were lifting heavy, heavy weights too. Like heavy ass weights. Like Like not messing around kind of weight. No, no. And I, and I don't in my trainer now. I mean, sometimes I get into this, uh, this thought process that if I'm not lifting, honestly, you are in my workouts because you have said for many years, I've listened to you say, body weight, light weights, um, using, you know, no weights at all. Mm -hmm. And I remember that and look at you, you look fabulous, but it was my trainer's like, you don't have to lift like you used to lift. I mean, and you just, you get into that mindset. And it's mental more than anything. It's breaking, it's breaking that mental chain where it's like, and you know, cardio junkies that love that post-cardio feeling. It's like, you can get that with walking mm-hmm. without a doubt. I mean, I'm huffing and puffing and sweating on a really intense incline walk, but it's not as hard on my body. Right. And I just put on muscle very easily. So I don't lift heavy for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I did, I mean, I'm training for clients in the morning, so right. I'm doing the workout along with them. You are. So mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The heavy, heavy weights. I know yeah. my husband is, um, He's a former competitor too, and he is—he believes in. It's hard to change his mindset of oh heavy lifting. Yes. Heavy, and we're our studio is right next to a gym, and um, I'm seeing these people in there lifting weights, and I'm just like, oh gosh, be careful, be careful. Yes, but, yes. Anyway. So your philosophy on um, food. Mm-hmm. So what do you adopt any type of of food plan is there anything that you do for example i really do i've i've changed a lot since we came back from california at the tcu game mm-hmm. but um i have tried for years to to follow paleo mm-hmm. non-processed foods um but I have taken gluten out of my diet. I yeah. have taken gluten out of my diet for for multiple reasons, joint pain and everything. But do you adopt a particular, are you just like moderation? Moderation, honestly. I mean, there's truly nothing that's off limits for me personally. I've had friends respond to, you know, eliminating gluten incredibly mm-hmm. well. Right. Too. So I think it's a very personal thing. But I mean, two months ago I had Taco Bell. Um, so... I had olive oil cake the other day and pasta in the same meal. I think it's just a a matter of finding like that good mental space where it works for you. And, and I'm, I love food. I love cooking and love wine. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be satisfied with just a bland chicken breast and brown rice. Right. So, and you don't have to do that. No. And it, it truly, nobody does unless, you know, there's a certain goal you have to for sure put nutrition towards to hit that mm-hmm. then absolutely but you know there's this huge fear of carbs in women especially and it's like i get it because i had to break it myself too but you know i feel for these women because just living that long with that amount of fear about you know having a slice of cake at a kid's birthday party or you know a roll at dinner or you know a, maybe a espresso martini or whatever it might be. It's just, it incites this like deep seated fear. And that's probably the most rewarding thing in working with clients is seeing them kind of like make that connection and be like, okay, I can enjoy this and Mm -hmm. I can enjoy my life and I can do what I want to do. And you know, it's not going to like derail me. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a mental mindset too, right? Without a doubt. A mental mindset, especially when you 
you when you when you're restricted so much, I know that because in fitness competitions they were. I mean, Katie, I, I want you guys to meet Katie Epps. Um, she she wrote my diet plans. She trained me, and it was restrictive. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of food. Let me. I've said this before. A lot of food, but it was rice and broccoli yep. and chicken and you know. Oh gosh, don't eat beef. You know. I mean, of yeah. course, you know, just so silly. But um, but it accomplished a goal. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's and she had said she was on the show last season, and she's like, you know, you take something away from something so long. It's 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 not a good deal. It doesn't no. work out real well. So no. yeah. And nine times out of ten, living with that restriction mindset will lead you to end up binging or make the thing that's off limits to you look that much more enticing. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. It's a, absolutely. it's a fine line. But obviously with a goal like that, yes, you do have to get super precise. So you know, it's just like the gluten for me. I just had to say, okay, why are my joints killing me? There you go. You know, I mean, and it's, 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 it's a food sensitivity mm-hmm. thing too. I mean, it could be almonds or something else. So, right. Everyone know that. Okay. So what's going on in business world? I brought you on to talk about because so many people think that a life of business is the pie in the sky. Mm-hmm. It is um, that you, that it's, it, it, my husband will tell you that, that it's the day he sold his company and retired. He's like, I never want to do that again. I mean, it was great. I got to a goal. It was a fabulous career, but don't make me do that again. Yeah, I'm good. You know what I mean? (laughs) So how's it going in business? Um, It's going good. I have completely done a 180. Thankfully, Um, I'm much happier now. So uh, from October through most of January, it was very hard. Um, Follow me on Instagram, no whole deal. Um, but like anybody else, I'm human and I was definitely affected by it in more ways than one. You know, it was a grieving process of sorts. I was grieving the loss of my business that was unexpected and, you know, essentially stolen from me. Mm-hmm. Um, loss of what I thought was a friendship and mentorship and, you know, a business partner. So, and then just that trust in humanity, you know, to begin, I'm really skeptical like as it is. So to, for that to happen, I had to really force myself like, okay, there is still good in humanity. And, you know, I was shown that. And I think that that was, you know, God and the universe speaking to me, like, don't wall yourself off or you're going to be, you know, closed off from all these opportunities that will come your way or all these good people that get put in your path. And so I just really forced myself to, you know, have some grace and in interacting, and, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was hard. It was very much a, um, you know, someone comes up behind you and just kind of like kneecaps you. Right, exactly. You're, you're on the ground. You got to get back up and figure out like, okay, I'm walking or you can stay on the ground and cry and mm-hmm. try and change history. But that's just not what happened. So so what what happened with you is you had a business partner and it just, it, it proved to be a not a good situation. And that yeah. happens in business. It mm-hmm. does. But it doesn't have to happen that way, right? No, not at all. And I, I, I'm not the only one that shares this opinion because I do think had it been done right on the other end, mm-hmm. from the beginning, it could have been something really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like really, really great. Right. Um, so, yeah. And can you explain to the people that have not followed you what your business was? I mean, you do have your training and your wellness mm-hmm. 
But you were doing you were you were doing a supplemental type for your yeah. Clients. So I was um it was online retail. It was you know, um, like wellness, health based products um made in the EU on the label. Right. Um, <laughs> Again, a lot of falsities. Oh right? yeah, a lot of falsities. Um, a lot of um. Uh, I'm trying to navigate this, right. <laughs> this one, but you know what I mean. But um, it was online commerce, and so it went well until it didn't. And in hindsight, were there things I could have looked at a little deeper? Yes, without a doubt. I'll admit that I was wrong about a lot. The one, the things that I was wrong about that I, you know, needed to apologize for or fix, I have made apologies, and mm -hmm. I know I refunded. Oh, that was there's that. Yeah, no, that was a dark period. Right, right, right. <laughs> that was a. Uh, like two weeks in November of just, oh my gosh. But it, it was really hard. And I knew eventually it would turn a corner and I would start seeing light again and something would come in to me. And so when I opened up, you know, the idea of training virtually, I had a deluge of people in my inbox and I was really and truly humbled and blown away. I'm like, okay, like this could be something really cool. And so, you know, I've been doing that for about I would say five weeks at this point. It's been really rewarding. Um, it's been really nice getting to know all of these women and um, even just the people I interact with on Instagram. Like it's, you yeah. know, if we've never met before, it, you know. Oh, I talk about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the wonderful people out there because for every thousand, one that, you know, there's one bad apple. But, yeah. but you know, if, if you, with your business. And I think, I can't remember when it was. And I just said, Hey girl, are you okay? I think I said, you <laughs> I think it was like November. I was, I, think so. I was like, Oh no, what's happened? Cause you know, we, we, yeah. we get so focused on our own life, but at that time it was a bad time for you. And, yes. and, and I know it was, but you know, in business, you can say business is business, but we're still all human. Just like you started the conversation and, and we are all human, but what would you, you say that you're, you're, you, you are, have you, are you a skeptical person and a non-trusting person? Um, not really. I mean, I, I trust until, like, what's that saying? Like trust, but verify that, yeah. that's kind of how my mind operates. Uh -huh. But, um, I am just naturally that way. I've kind of always been that way. Maybe it's more an inquisitive thing, Yeah. but like anyone else, I have my own weak spots and I've got blind areas and I've got insecurities that could mm -hmm. be preyed upon. So, you know, no one's perfect. You're not going to bat a thousand always, always, always. But, you know, I have a very close, small inner circle, you know, with, you know, people that sure. know me, you know, fully. Um, and then I'm fully comfortable being myself with, but, um, and I lost my train of thought. What yeah. was your question? <laughs> but you, what, what have you, what, this business and this business venture that you were on, that was so, I mean, it really did. When I had you on last time, it encapsulated your life. You were excited about oh it. Oh my God. You were helping change people and you were, you, you really were. And, and you know, what I hate and what reason why I had, when I, one of the big reasons I'll, I love you, but to have you back on is to share with people. It does happen. Shit happens. Shit happens, man. <laughs> it does. But it's how you recover from mm -hmm. that. You know, I asked you how you, because a lot of times when I have a business upset, 
I mean, I've, I've certainly not, I've not gone through what you've gone through, but when I've had a business upset, some bad something, I made a bad decision. And I, who do I attack first? My husband, yeah. you know, and he loves me and he's so loving, but it's tough on relationships because you're disappointed, you know? And, yeah. but what is something you, I heard you say earlier, you were, you can be preyed upon, you know, you see you, Yeah. what would be your advice to these young women and men getting into business from someone you don't know? What would be your advice? That's a really good question. You know? Um, I think because mine was so personal and so public, like, you know, so much of my life is out there and not like I'm some like influence or whatever. For sure though. But it was very public. And so I knew eventually I would have to answer questions about what happened. And, you know, people would notice outside of just friends and family, whereas, you know, if you do something not social media based, there's not that big of a circle to answer to, if you will. And so God bless my husband. He's been more than wonderful throughout this whole thing. So Chase, I love you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But the advice I would give is that 99.9999999% of the time, (laughs) someone wants something from you. Okay. So when you start entering into a dialogue, you know, I will say I have to give humanity a lot of credit here because so many of the new connections I formed after that whole mess was over had genuinely just reached out with just kindness and support and empathy and, you know, just humor and good stuff like that. But, you know, in a corporate world or, you know, just the real world kind of dynamic when you're just kind of navigating it without a significant event that it springboards from, you know, that whole thing where there's like, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like it's always, somebody's wanting something from you. So I would say, you know, keep your heart open you know, keep your walls down, but not naive, but just know that, you know, not all people are good. Yeah. No one's just going to give you a Ferrari and be like, hey, would no. you like this car? <laughs> sure. No. Okay. What do I have to do for that? No. You would say no, no. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Bye. No, I'm good. Yeah. And you know, um, the trust is something and the vulnerability of mm-hmm. course is there, but, um, trusting is tough. What I've learned in business is to check references. Yeah. For the love. What is wrong with me? You know what I mean? <sighs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> I trust. I trust though. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I think it's a Macbeth said it as tragic flaw. Mm-hmm. I do trust so incredibly much. And I have a horribly failed marriage, my first one, but but um just sometimes you just I've learned because you get burned and and yeah. so I would always tell people, do your do your homework yeah. for sure. Not that you didn't, but Sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes it's just a tricky situation. And, you know, the whole way that I even came to know about this person was from them telling their own version of the story mm-hmm. on another platform. And so there were a couple of people that reached out and said, be careful, be careful. But I was like, wow, well, why would I not have a reason to trust this person? You know, we formed this friendship, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. You know, hindsight's 2020. I know. And sometimes you just don't want, I don't want to hear, if, if so excited about things that you don't want to listen to bad news. Like, you don't oh, want to see it just fail. jealous. Yeah, water. there's some things you just don't want to see at the time. And exactly. you just have to like. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I know with dealing through a business loss and a mm-hmm. friendship loss, like you were talking to, and, and, and this, and this, and you and I talked about this, this could go into any phase of your life, relationships, male, female, whatever the case may be, partner. But Having positive coping mechanisms. Yes. What are your positive coping 
coping mechanisms that you can share? Well, I have to tell you completely honestly, I had to learn them. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. This did not come naturally to me. (laughs) Um, And it's been over years and years. But, you know, when all this happened, I just kind of cocooned myself and I I didn't go on social media. Um, I think at one point I had 435 unread messages. Wow. Um, I'm still hovering around 200 ish. Wow. I can't find it. But, you know, I just like you kind of turn inward and I started to really protect my energy. Um, I think I'm just a little more sensitive than maybe your average person. So mm-hmm. for me, it just kind of like leveled me mm-hmm. in every single way. Um, and I also, too, I didn't want to, you know, be this person with this platform however big, small it may be, talking about health and wellness and how it's, you know, important to keep yourself angered and then just like spin off somewhere and, you know, sure. completely fall off the ledge. So I held myself accountable. Uh, routine was a huge one. Um, I would still get up. I would have my hot water and lemon, hang out with the dogs, be devotional, go for a walk. I played a lot of tennis. Um, and then just trying to like the biggest thing in uh, my wonderful therapist who's based here, Beth Lewis, thank you. Um, she was the one told, she told me this probably 10 years ago, but you know, your feelings are not you. Like you can let them visit you and then you can let them go. Like just sit with them for a second, figure out what it is and then like say goodbye. And so I started to do that instead of just avoiding it or squashing it down, which I had a major tendency to do my whole life. Um, and so it really helped me get through that grieving process, I think a little bit faster because it's only been like, I don't know, four months. Mm-hmm. What's it's February, right? Yeah. Right. So what month it is. yeah, <laughs> but, um, that, and then, you know, making sure that basically holding myself accountable to practicing what I preach, like, you know, I had to make myself eat. I had to make myself, you know, cut back on the wine a little bit at one point, sure. and, you know, just like not sleep till 1030 in the morning and right. which I never do anyway, but it was just, it's it tough. was hard. And those first two weeks, you know, I kind of gave myself license to just feel it however way I needed to. And, you know, Chase was really, really patient and wonderful right. about understanding that. But after that, I was like, okay, I've got to take like the first step and just keeping this train on the track. So my whole life doesn't become, right. you know, the hot mess express. So, yes. Would you say, would you identify a little bit because I've done this recently, just a little depression? Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. And I, I, you know, I'm what? a very big, like there was a very, very big sad face on the, um, on yeah. the chart. <laughs> so. You know what? I think if you admit that, because back in the day, you couldn't admit that you could, but you know, yeah, it's, it's a thing, you know, very much so. And you it's know? something that I've dealt with since I was a teenager. Um, yes. And it never goes away. Like you manage it and you know, the ADHD and anxiety also hangs out and they just this whole little trifecta. It's super fun. But you know, that's also another thing. It's like, okay, the more I stick to what I know makes me feel good, mm-hmm. despite having, you know, a category five hurricane completely upend a big, big part of my life was just keeping that routine and keeping myself accountable to myself. I was like, do you want to feel good tomorrow or do you want to feel awful? Do you want to, you know, have your skin look awful or um, do you want to fit in your pants or, you know, take care of yourself. Like you're out there, you've got all this information that people look to you for, 
you know, you have to practice what you preach. You have to, you know, walk the talks that you put out there. And so I think that was the biggest thing would be avoiding feeling like any kind of a fraud or hypocrite or like, oh, she's out there spouting out this and I saw her blackout and Gucci, like, you know, yeah, you know, and your, and your brain goes there. Your brain does go there. I mean, and you have to, and you have to push, push those, you push those thoughts away. Mm-hmm. And it's tough when it you're really in that is. hole. You really are in there. Um, not, not too long ago, you know, the holidays, I always think of this is so silly, depression and the holidays. I, I really did think that was not a thing. But oh, it's very much a thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and the stress and the anxiety until yeah. I admitted it, I actually asked my husband one day, I looked at him and I said, do you think I have a little depression? Now, I could have cut his penis off if he said my but, <laughs> but he said, yes, baby, I think you do. And yes. I was like, I needed someone to validate yes. my feelings. Yes. And I just appreciated my partner validating my feelings. And it's okay. And it's almost like I got better at that point. Yes. Even you know? just, just hearing it and like, I'm not crazy for feeling this way. I'm not making this up. Like, this is truly happening to me. Like, life isn't gaslighting me. Like, yeah. The validation, I think, is a very key turning point and a very key um, kind of like catalyst on how you move forward because sure. it's you got to identify it first and then start to figure out how and to, and, and how to go cope. from there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want y'all to go back to episode 47 and learn more about Lane because you talk about your childhood, you talk about the disappointments in life, and you've been an athlete in college, and you share so much of that, and you're so transparent. And you are who you are today because you went through all those trials and tribulations, ups and downs. And um, I'm just looking at you today going, wow, you are you have a successful business. You have a bump in the road with your business and look at how you're coping. And I do want people to remember this. You may have a setback, but everyone has setbacks. Yeah. You know, you and I talk about people. We look just so great on social media because I spend a lot of damn money on the photography. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, y'all, it doesn't look like that every day, but it's what people see, but we are sharing. Exactly. And the whole platform is, I mean, it's a highlight reel. You're not going to see... The fights with the spouse or <laughs> the crying in bed or, you know, just stuff that's not fun. And I actually read something that um, really helped kind of get me through that wall of just grieving and going through this process. But it's from aviation and flying and a pilot, um, but it's called the one in 60 rule. And so I was like, okay, well, one thing, <laughs> I can do one thing a day. But basically it is for every one degree that you are off your course you will deviate 60 miles from your intended landing destination. So if you deviate, you know, three degrees for two weeks, three weeks, that's a much easier course correction than if you deviate like 15 for six months, that's a big course correction. You're going to have to think about things like, do I have enough fuel? Do I have enough Mm. runway? Is the runway that I might have to land on without fuel big enough for this plane I'm carrying? So the, the course correction is just kind of checking in with yourself and asking yourself like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Can I try and pinpoint it to something? Um, if I can't, I'll sit with it and try and, you know, at least put a generic label on it. And then, you know, what do I want to do better? What do I want to feel better about going into the next week, the next month? So that was a huge, huge, huge helpful 
wow. for me. So just something through aviation. Isn't yeah. that fabulous? Oh, I am an aviation And nerd, it works so. with your day-to-day. -day. Yeah. The one in 60 rule. Mm -hmm. You heard it here, everyone. Thank you so much for sharing because okay. this is, um, it's tough sharing. It know? is. And I hope everyone understands out there that we all have setbacks. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we all have, all have successes. We all have setbacks, but you also get to have a comeback mm -hmm. after a setback. So it's like a whole new opportunity. Setbacks and comebacks. Mm -hmm. I'm writing that down, y'all. There may be the title. So, well, thank Ooh, you so much. How can we find you? Um, on Instagram, um, at Lane L A I N E Bechtel B E C H T E L. Um, I do have a Lux Wellness Instagram account, but it, uh, just my personal is the one that I've been sharing from. So right. that's where all the good stuff is. Well, it's great to see you. Thank, Thank you for coming you for again the third it's time. Wonderful. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful to see you, of course. And everyone, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and watching on YouTube. Go over there, subscribe, rate, and review for me. I'd love to hear what you'd like to what what you want to see and what you want us to talk about. But everyone, have a great day. Be positive and keep being fabulous.